Jason with here near you. It's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I was reading. I didn't see you Jesus. start the podcast. I apologize. Jesus Christ. One of these days, I'm going to not actually start recording just to know what your stupid bit is. And then I can throw you. I'm just reading very important D&D monster lists. What What are the top four monsters on that list? Um, the top four I have are the Bone Devil, Balgura, mm-hmm. Hezro, and an Abyssal Chicken. And what? An Abyssal Chicken. Abyssal Chicken. Okay, well, that makes me feel better because the audio cut for a second, and it sounded like you said a slow chicken, the classic classic monster, you know, Dracula, the mummy, Frankenstein's monster, a slow chicken. Nothing scarier than a slow chicken. Actually, out of all of these, the other ones are demons. The Mm -hmm. the abyssal chicken is a demon, too. It is the most horrifying. It's like if you cut off a chicken's head, Mm -hmm. gave it bat wings... But the opening where you cut the head off is its mouth and has teeth. Madison, I've eaten at KFC. I'm familiar. Oh, okay, good. Kentucky Fried Abyssal Chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the seventh herb is witch's hair. Anyway, what's going on? Nothing. I'm just getting ready to do a sequel or prequel to The Page Master. Ooh, classic. Classic. Classic, classic movie. What do you remember about this movie? Like everything. Were you, were you really young when you first saw it? Uh, not like you know terribly. I was I was in the age group like the target demographic for this. Did this movie spark uh, the joys of reading to you? Made me really afraid of Christopher Lloyd. That's fair. I've just never been able to trust him ever since. Yeah, it really like ruined me for libraries because no library that I ever entered i've ever entered has looked as beautiful as the library in this movie no library you've ever entered has swept you into an animated world of adventure fantasy and horror no not a single one it's ruined me for libraries like i said he was so afraid during the whole movie and everything like i never like (laughs) wanting to get out of this magical fantasy land that was way cooler than his regular life what are you gonna do when you're being hunted by pirates mr high dragons a whale you gotta stop and smell the whale sometimes kevin that's his home Honestly, alone name. Macaulay. Macaulay. Honestly, like, this is being recorded when we're still in quarantine times. So all that stuff, if I had to go outside and, and leave the square mile radius of my of my house um, and all that stuff was out there, I would go in a second. So did you like this movie? Yeah, I've always it's it's classic. It, it definitely is a movie that has that nostalgic like um coding on it, you know? So like I don't mm-hmm. think anything could ruin this movie for me pretty much. Um I think for newcomers to the movie, they may not like it as much cuz I think it's probably not that mm-hmm. that that would be that exciting. So Well, I also like this movie, but it may surprise you to know that some people didn't like I'm this so movie. I'm so excited to hear about the opinions of these yeah. people who um that's right gang i once again have no oh, dang that's the sad the sad tomatoes theme <laughs> now now put um 
put the song funeral over that and <laughs> jesus uh yeah i i found a few tomatoes but none of them were very good so i just um didn't this time but no worry listeners so. madison hasn't let you down because we gotta go to uh, another exciting segment of madison's liquids <laughs> You ready to get wet, Mike? Sure. Now, if anyone listened to our last episode, we set some guidelines and whatnot. Um, I can never drink the same thing twice, and I have to uh, work in other lifelines uh, for Mike, so he just doesn't uh, cold call our friends. <laughs> so, I and I'm, I'm biting by that. My favorite thing, though, is that as we're recording this, the episode with the first edition of Madison's Liquids hasn't even aired, so everyone I've called has yeah. absolutely no idea what's happening. If they have, li- if they're our friends and they've listened and they get a random call from me in the middle of the day, they're probably going to figure out what's happening. Most of these people have picked up a random cold call from me that I don't normally f- call, and just I've asked them to help me guess what Madison's drinking. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to. Okay, well, I'm looking at my list of questions, and I very much doubt I'm gonna. All right. Mike, begin your questionings. All right. First question. Did this drink exist pre-1776? It did not. And there is a date on it. Question two. Has Weird Al ever sang a song about this liquid? I do not believe so. I don't think uh, Mr. Mr. Yankovic has featured this, this drink in his music yet. Question three. Can you see Tom Hanks drinking this liquid? Absolutely. Tom Hanks. Yes. Follow-up question. Is he nude? Uh, I don't know what him and Rita Wilson um, do in their free time. Um, I think the kids are out of the house at this point. No, I'm sorry. When when you're envisioning Tom Hanks drinking this. What do you say? So I'm not asking, do you think he does drink this nude? I'm saying when you have a mental image of him drinking this, is he nude in your mental image? Oh, uh, I think he's uh, shirt off in sweatpants. I'll put that as a maybe. Does it share any vowels with Spider-Man? Yes. Absolutely. Does it rhyme with Schmiet Schmoke? What was that? Does it rhyme with Schmiet Schmoke? <laughs> it does not rhyme with Schmiet Schmoke. <laughs> Is the name a good euphemism for a penis? Yes. Is it the ashes of Virginia Woolf? It is not the ashes of Virginia Woolf. Those haven't came in yet, but soon. Okay. okay. <laughs> fingers crossed um is it flammable mm, no i wasn't gonna do phone a friend this time but i'm thinking as of the next episode to be released they'll have some warning and i kind of like just cold calling somebody so give me a minute here to look through who i should call okay oh okay i'm not calling that guy um <laughs> okay we're gonna try kylie okay Looking good. She's gonna answer. Nope. Damn. One more. Okay. Nope. No answer. Okay. You want to call Daniel? 
All right, I'm going to give Daniel a call. I say that if he doesn't answer, though, then I'm out. I've just, the phone a friend. It's it's burned sure. now for this this one. Yeah. A couple more rings and then we'll give it up. Damn. Damn, damn. Damn, Daniel. Alright. Okay. So, I'm going to send you a picture yep. as your lifeline this, this episode. And, Mike, this... Mm-hmm. I, I I think I'm I think I'm giving it to you, I think I'm giving it to you, with this with this with okay. this lifeline right here. So it's some chilled glasses of champagne, or wine or sparkling water or wine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I will tell you, I'm not drinking champagne. I'm gonna guess that you're drinking a Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. You have won Madison's Liquids. Congratulations. Um, the yes. next time, My first the victory. next time you visit me, what, what you win is um, I will treat you uh-huh. to a Miller High Life next time you, you're, you're, we're in the same place. So I, I like the idea that at some point we're going to have enough episodes under our belts that if I have a few wins, I'm going to show up and there's going to just be the wildest array of drinks provided. And I'm drinking this High Life out of a Miller High Life coup um, that I got at a Miller High Life event mm-hmm. last summer. Very um, fancy. So, um, yeah, if anyone knows me, my favorite domestic beer is Miller High Life. I also uh, actually have a big case of Miller High Life stored away in the pantry here. Should I go get a Miller High Life? Should we Should we go to the High Life together? We should, we should go to the High Life. All right, let me go get a Miller High Life. Hold on. Uh, the crisp uh, mouthfeel of a High Life. Mm. I spilled it on myself. Ugh. Ugh. Still fancy though. All right, it's Miller time, baby. It's Miller time. Uh, a high life is a, a good euphemism for a penis, right? <laughs> Miller high life. <laughs> I can see that. Honestly, it was the they should be the champagne, and it was the vowels yeah, that also sure. helped. There's- there's definitely some eyes. And for the record, I could see Tom Hanks on a boat shirtless with like some jeans yeah. drinking one of yeah, these. I think so too. Fun in the sun. Yeah. Fun in the sun in a Absolutely. can. Absolutely. On his boat. All right. Well, now that we have our Millers, it's time for no more filler. Let's get to the pitch. Rate this rate this kid's movie while drinking. While getting absolutely shit faced, yeah. Um, on one beer. Um, so we could do the same character. Macaulay Culkin's character, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Tyler, if we want. Um, my idea mm-hmm. was that he uh, goes back to the library, maybe with his kids or something, and mm-hmm. they get transported into books themselves. And it's, but it, they're actually like real books or like more more current books like Harry Potter or like Hunger Games or like mm-hmm. young adult young adult books. I think that'd be kind of funny. Uh, what do you think? I don't really know enough YA to maybe pull that off. 
I had an idea possibly that we could add sci-fi as a book into the yeah, mix. That's another good thing. Like what, what new books, um, like what if we go away from the adventure fantasy and horror and find new genres? Romance. Yeah. Romance. Um, Hey Madison, do we want to make a 50 shades of gray page master sequel? I was thinking like, what if he went into like the adult section? <laughs> Let me see. I'm going to just Google different genres of books. <laughs> His kids get stuck in the communist manifesto. Romance. Yeah, sci-fi. They get stuck in If I Did It by O.J. Wow. Simpson. <laughs> Mystery. Histor- historical fiction. Mm. Self-help. We could do a noir. We could do a noir. We can use words like getaway sticks and Chicago overcoat. Yeah. I like the science fiction and what about a mm-hmm. cooking book? <laughs> I mean, we could do, like your idea, it's the three of them, but they each get sucked into a different genre. That'd be fun. Macaulay Culkin's, or whatever, Richard, you said? Yeah, Richard Tyler. Like, Richard's looking for a cookbook or something, and his kids are, or like a crime thriller or something, and his kids are looking for YA or comic books yeah. or something like that, because actually a lot of libraries now are carrying, like, graphic novels. So what if, um, so he gets trapped in a cookbook, and the uh, the book <laughs> character could be Julia Childs? Uh, he has to beat Ina Garten in a fist fight. Yeah, yeah, and Ina Garten is the um, is the is the evil character in the book, <laughs> the barefoot Contessa. Yeah, this is pretty good. Um, the cookbooks actually get really Game of Thrones, but with like chefs. Yeah, and there's like a Gordon Ramsay one. There's a Flavor Town. Uh, there's a Flavor. Oh God, yeah. Oh no, the whole thing is set in Flavor Town mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, like, what if they are each vignette? Richard Tyler is teaming up with the Julia Childs mm-hmm. book to take down the kingdom of the cookbooks, and it's ruled by uh, it's ruled by Guy Fieri, a book called uh, called Flavor Town. Yeah, um, which actually that reminds me of there is um, a joke that's gone around, and it's it's like the first edition of D anD D the cover, but yeah, it says yeah. Dungeons and Dragons and Drive-ins and Dives. Okay, that's cool. What about let's let's talk about his kids too. I didn't start a timer, which I will start now with yeah. like a shorter. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a five minute timer. We're going to talk about one of his kids in their books, and when that five okay. minute timer's up, we'll switch to the other kid and what book they're in. And this way, then we can at least focus. We're not trying to juggle ten minutes. We can yeah do a more focused tight five. All right, what's the deal with airline food? So um, first question: This child, daughter or son? We could do one. We could do daughter and son, right? Because they have two kids. Um, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and maybe the son really wants to get into sci-fi or graphic novels or something like that. I think like okay. doing a classic graphic like sci-fi stuff. Like we could go into like Dune, right? Let's do comics for the daughter only because women in yeah. comic book adventures aren't typically something that you see, <laughs> or or. Like that, like having it be the sun fits, but I know that like I follow a lot of comics Twitter and comics can be kind of a garbage fire for women at all times. So maybe there she gets the fun. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, we could go we could go against like type for sure, like or like go against like the um, stereotype for sure, because like what if the son wants to really get into a romance book or something like that. I mean, these are children, so I don't know how yeah. how many romance books they're going to let him get into. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, uh, the daughter is really into sci-fi or comics? You think comics? Comics, I think. Comics, okay, cool. Now, there's, there's a question, because Pagemaster used a lot of classics that are in the public domain, 
how do we handle that here? Do we just come up with our own and not really talk about it? Or or do we just agree that Marvel and DC signed off on this? I think maybe we just do like slants on existing heroes. Because um, that'll be gotcha. fun for us. Okay. Um, which we can get to. So yeah, so daughter's going into comic books. Um, the son is going into what? We got about three minutes left here. Let's uh, let's focus on the daughter and get some of her details down, and then we'll move to the son. For we'll take five minutes for him as well. I understand. Okay, so maybe uh, uh, she gets um, transported into. Let's wait. Okay, so let's establish: is it the DC slant universe or the Marvel slant universe or the Image slant universe? There is the amalgam verse that was a like thing from a DC Marvel team up that was like they molded heroes together and made like a offshoot universe. We could use that maybe. <laughs> but, I just meant like, what are we gonna instead of Spider Man, we're gonna do Fly Fly Dude. Oh, um, at this point, I could hold my weight like that with either one. Yeah. What do you know more of? Probably Marvel. Okay, um, then we'll go with Marvel Wonder Comics. Yeah. Um, what is the daughter's favorite superhero? <sighs> We could do like the United Statesman. Uh, we could do a joke that I used for a, an RPG at one point was Iraq Kid. Wow. Yeah. The the person who I nicknamed that, the, the actual other player, hated that and hated that it took off and everybody referred to their hero as Iraq Kid. <laughs> what if it's a Steel Gal? <laughs> Steel Gal? Uh, the... Who do we pick for Thor? What other... <laughs> Just another North Scott. North Scott. What's uh, that's fair? Like Balder. Uh, Balder. Yeah. Who can never die? Jesus. Eagle Vision. Okay. Wait. So, uh, is it just like a, a standard hero? She, they fight like one supervillain, or like we just kind of run like basically a Marvel movie of sorts. Yeah. Well, I think I think maybe it's going to be focused on one hero. I don't want to like I do um, like one hero versus like the bad guy or whatever, um, and they maybe she's been checking out every version of every volume of like a certain like, run so she's trying to go get the next volume of the book um but maybe i don't know like it's not just being transported into the book it's being transferred forward into the genre right right yeah and with things like this they're like a shared universe so yeah. the other heroes could show up yeah so what are the heroes and villains fighting for? Like, I don't, I, I think it could be like a huge Marvel, like in-game thing, or like, it could just be like, oh, dominance on like, who's, who's more popular or something. What about them? She could be, she could join the mutines. To me, my mutines. Okay. Cause then there'd be like more kids, maybe her age in the thing. Like, yeah. I mean, she could be the plucky sidekick of, like, general United States. But... Yeah, but, like, when they go into, when she goes into the book, like, is she just following mm-hmm. the mutine story? Or is it, like, because there's got to be a, there's got to be, like, a, a comic book, like, entity still, right? So, like, right. Um, what if it's, like, <sighs> do we think it's, like, a parody of Stanley? He needs to make a cameo, obviously. Because yeah. it could be, well, I was just thinking, like, oh, like the um the julia child's book like what's the Mm -hmm. character book i see because yeah there's an avatar of the genre like a book avatar of the genre yeah so that's i was thinking like stan lee or okay it's just the uh, comic book guy from simpsons (laughs) in book form um well obviously we can't have i mean i don't know when we're making this stan lee would be kind of hard to get for that 
it would be like an impersonator. Well, it would be a Julia Child impersonator sure. for sure. So that's um, true. I mean, we also can just have somebody else because I mean, they got Patrick Stewart to play to do adventure. Whoopi Goldberg for fantasy and Frank Welker, uh, vo- famous voice actor for horror. So I mean, it's not like yeah. they picked like Bella Lugosi for horror yeah, yeah. or something like that. Like we can yeah. Okay, so who do you think we that should be? We can pause on it if we want. Yeah, let's pause on that. Um, let's decide quickly. And we do need to cast those. I'm not. Yeah. I, but what? Um, like what happens though? Is it just like I said? Is it? Is she fighting a supervillain? Is it just kind of like I said, like kind of a Marvel movie? I think like a short Marvel movie. Or? Well, I think we need to definitely establish something that combines all three. Like maybe in each one, they're trying to find the same thing. Right. So like, Mm. so, and we can talk about that more once we're out of this. Um, But I think, yeah, let's like follow like, oh, it's an X-Men run um, or the mutines and they're trying to take down Mm -hmm. gravity. Edo. (laughs) Gravitron. I think that's actually a supervillain in Marvel, actually. Really? Probably. (laughs) Dr. Dr. Magnets. I mean, listen, throw a title and a science word together and you've probably, that's probably already a Marvel film. <laughs> but yeah, I think they're just, I think they go through a regular comic book run trying to take down okay. a supervillain um, because he has some sort of plot and that plot can fit into our overarching thing somehow. And then a question that we can, we can circle back to for all three of them, but obviously they need to learn something from the experience. So like, what would she... What does she need to yeah. learn? Confidence, mm-hmm. maybe? I know that kind of digs into his thing about not being afraid. But he's like an adult now. I feel like he learned that in the first book. I know. I'm talking about the comic book, The Daughter. Like, yeah. what is something that she learns? Yeah. yeah, maybe the daughter and the son aren't into reading. And, um, I see. like, we could maybe try to work that in. So, like, oh, like, maybe the... They're both so, like, into video games, or maybe the daughter's super into video games, so, like, he sends her to, like, the comic book section. Um, yeah, we'd have to be careful, I know, because there'd be an idea of, like, a lot of people get really shitty about, like, oh, you don't read? Oh, you're such an idiot because you don't read. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's, I don't think we need to play it like that. I think it's more like, oh, like, he wants to introduce both of them sure. to the world of books. Okay. Like, not necessarily, like, shaming them for their other hobbies. It's just like, oh, like, oh, I think you'd really enjoy this comic book section. Maybe go sure. over there. And then maybe, like, whatever we do for the next kid, like. Okay, uh, I'm done with that. Can. Yeah. Or maybe, like, the games that um, she plays are actually, like, the comic book characters it's like games like with those people and it's like oh have you ever actually read like one mm, of the that's like good. like thing and yeah. like it's like oh like here's one of their runs maybe you should go check it out or something like that i like that that's um, good are we sticking with the uh, they have to get to the exit sign because that was the i was thinking about this as we were talking mm-hmm. about the other two like what if there are like we'd have to like build some like page master lore here but what if there's each one of them is getting at the end of their book like a bookmark of power or something like that <laughs> you know like some, something like that like um just so it's not the same thing but. right i mean for especially for her she could just have to get to the end of the story mm-hmm. so like she just has to make it she gets through the plot and then she gets out yeah since he's since her thing is learning to appreciate reading or to like she's not really big into reading and this is kind of like a way that he's trying to kind of show her how re- much fun reading can be. 
just like getting to the end of the book like just finish the book and then whatever and then we can do that maybe he even says that at the beginning she's like i don't want to do ball i was like like just get one and if you finish it i'll buy pizza or something like that like yeah cool so with the next kid what do we think their 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 deal is you said romance but i don't know depending on how old this kid is yeah that could be troubling we could do mystery mystery would be fun yeah because it could be like gumshoe thing we could have a world where it's like Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys and the Boxcar yeah. Children and like all of the kid detectives kind of like all together. I think that's fine. I mean, it's I think that would fit with it like any kid that would be between the ages of like like seven and 16. Right. So, yeah, I think like I think the Hardy Boys is like um, the what do you, what do we think? Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, do we think it's also like Sherlock Holmes? Do you think it's everything? Like, do you think like the world that they're in? Like, is it like are are they going against Moriarty or like? I think it'd be kind of fun if they did, but it's also like just the boxcar children and Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, and not actually like Sherlock Holmes. Like, maybe he's there and he like sends them after Moriarty or something. I don't know. But the idea of like the boxcar children facing off against Moriarty seems really fun to me. Yeah, I think that's pretty fun for that one. Who do we think, what do you think, like, the personification of, like, the genre is? Like, um, do, you, right. do you think it's Sherlock Holmes? So, like, do you think it's that? Or do you think it's... Um, I mean, I think the book looks like Sherlock Holmes, kind of. Like, it's yeah, got the yeah. hat and maybe the pipe. Who would we get to voice it? Because I feel like maybe... Well, no, because if it looks like Sherlock Holmes... Maybe, if we're going with kids' mysteries, though, it feels like it maybe needs to be a little more aw shucks kind of voice. Oh, we just get Daniel Craig to do the Benoit Blanc voice. You have a regurgitative reaction to mistruthing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I'm just going to say that. I don't care anymore. Like, I know I said the other ones, they don't have to be a relevant person, uh, but I'm saying we go with Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. I anticipate the terminus of gravity's rainbow. Knives out, hell yeah. So, yeah, I think that's good. So, what do we think their mystery is? Like, is it tracking down... Are they going? It's in a city, and they're um, trying to. I guess maybe now we should mm-hmm. talk about what the overarching thing is. What is what is the library attempting to teach this child? Yes, maybe to like ask questions and like to investigate, not just be like or like to try to like figure stuff out by analyzing. Maybe maybe the kids like it kind of gullible at the beginning. Like the older sister is like telling him some tall tale or whatever and he's just lapping it up and so macaulay culkin's character is trying to like they're trying to teach him to like not be as gullible necessarily and not like in a bad way just like you gotta you gotta follow through you gotta ask some more questions bud you can't just take what she says at face value or maybe like some bullet like i imagine there's like a scene at the beginning of the movie um and we we can get into the movie now i guess um but like maybe he's picking the kids up from school and he sees like oh like the the son's being picked on uh, by some bullies um, that are because he's super gullible um, and he notices that I don't know what like he could see like for the the daughter but yeah. like maybe it's maybe it's just like oh he sees that uh, the the son is being picked on by some bullies and because they think he's gullible and he'll believe anything that they say. So he's like, Oh, you got to be a little more deductive. And like, but basically by the end, he's an, he's a human lie detector. <laughs> um, yeah. 
trying to think about the daughter because her thing is maybe like she like st- does some reading and he's like oh what did you think about this like oh i don't know i didn't finish it like she just yeah. never finishes even video games maybe she just doesn't ever like she doesn't like the ending she or like i'm very like that like with uh i haven't finished breath of the wild because i don't <laughs> want the game to end that's a good idea because then it's like okay but that's where like the if it doesn't end then you don't get the closure or like catharsis or whatever yeah it's like you don't you don't see the payoff of all like the story that you saw but what's really funny is we actually don't end the movie it just goes black like right before the end of the third act yeah um it's exactly like the sopranos (laughs) yes it's actually more like the end of holy grail the police show up and just arrest everybody because it turns (laughs) out this is an illegal library and several children have gone missing in it. Christopher Lloyd's character did not plan for um, uh, Richard Tyler to ever get out of the ink, <laughs> get ever out of the book zone. Like he, yeah. he's actually a witch who captures the the souls of children and to haunt his books. <laughs> Scratch everything we've just been talking about because he could still be a lich. He could still be a, like it. Just they we our, our story has a happy ending and he fails again. <laughs> they burn the library down. I think after at the end, like. Richard Tyler would probably be pissed at the librarian. It's like, you did this again to my kids? The library knows you needed an answer. Yeah, he just keeps talking about the library. Like, the library knows. Like, no, what are you doing? Why didn't you help us? Oh, the library gave you all the help you needed. Like, God damn it. The last three words of the movie are, fuck you, page master. <laughs> Let's like take it book universe by book universe. So do we want to make sure do you just want to make it the exit sign that they're looking for again as like a symbol or. Well, I think that maybe for him, for Richard, for sure, because that was his thing originally. Okay. I think with the daughter, I think with the other two, just getting to the end, like completing the like solving the mystery and getting to the end of the story is how they get out. What if with Richard, uh, just to make his thing a little more meaningful and not just like, oh, you're in a book of cooking, like. He's trying to learn how to cook because, like, maybe um, they're, like, maybe he's trying to become, like, a provider, like, more so at mm-hmm. home. And he feels, like, not as not as involved with, like, that aspect of their home life. Okay, yeah. Do we think, like, they're, do you think he's, like, a single dad? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that makes the most sense. I don't know. With the way that this movie already seems to be vibe-wise, I don't know if I want to add, like, a dead mom plot. Yeah. Like, recently dead mom. Yeah, just the mom's not in the picture anymore. But so, okay, so he has to be more of a part. So what's his arc, then, in the book universe? Because the other two, like, they're learning... That is, he just learn how to be a provider? What's the... I think me, I think it's him learning how to cook and, like, using his knowledge and everything. Like, because that's why he's getting the cookbook. <laughs> but maybe it's more about... Maybe, oh, you know what it is? Okay, so maybe he's good at, like, maybe he does make the meals for the kids, but they're not good. Like, they're really bad. Mm. So um, he doesn't put enough, like, effort or art into cooking. I see. Yeah, that's good. So that's kind of, like, his arc in it. And maybe in the in the book universe, him and Guy Fieri. Can I pitch an idea? Instead of, I said Game of Thrones earlier, can this be more like Wizard of Oz? So it's like him and Guy Fieri is the Scarecrow or whatever, but like that, I, it's less. Absolutely. It's not a one-to-one parallel, but it's more of like a reimagining. Yeah, like Gordon Ramsay's the Tin Man, because if only had a heart, um, Guy Fieri yeah. had a brain. And Emeril Lagasse is the wizard. Yeah. Bam! And at the end, maybe um, 
maybe through his arc, he's just like learning about cooking from these three. Well, I think it's about like the putting effort into it because like he's making them food that's like healthy and it's not like he's like here's you know i don't know a frito pie or whatever like but it's not like he doesn't really put a lot of effort into it and it's like no that's part of like you you make special moments with your kids eating like meals that you've put effort and heart into yeah and so that's kind of what they teach him is more about like just giving a shit i guess yeah the the art like the preciseness and then they give him the um the link to the bon appetit youtube channel and then um and where she can where he can see gabby and claire and uh they're uh they're actually the flying monkeys all of the people from the bon appetit youtube channel yeah. are in this as well yeah and they're like the mario batali's the um wicked witch <laughs> okay cool well actually rachel ray i think would be a f- more fun that'd be fun okay um, i mean paula dean would make more sense but fuck her uh-huh Okay, I like this. And then maybe it culminates to, like, a food competition at the end. Like, it's just, like, I can, like, I can prove. I mean, what what would it be, right? So, like. No, I, I know. I just, I. Like. I love, he basically challenges Rachel Ray to Chopped. Yeah. And then at the end, like, um, maybe he makes a really good French dip sandwich. And he splashes a little au jus onto Rachel Ray. And then she melts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm melting. I'm melting a little bit of au jus. I think, I think for a sort of thematic, like, callback maybe, is after he wins. Um, maybe he doesn't win also but like he put heart and effort in like it's because you don't want chop sometimes people lose and they're like hey you didn't do anything wrong but like you put so much heart and effort into it because then he like walks out of chopped and we see him walk out through a door with an exit sign above it okay and we don't have to stick with the exit sign being the thing but that's like a nice callback sure to the first one like that's fine and like he left with like some skills and like the whole thing is yeah. like oh like cooking is a process it's about like failing and then like learning and then like yeah that's what I'm like, yeah, it's and maybe he got some good dadding advice as well from like the, the cooking advice applies also to being a dad because he's yeah. a single dad, you know, so he's probably also faltering in that department in some places. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay gave him some tax advice, like about how, how you should properly claim your dependence and everything. To, to, get, to leave the, the cookbook world, he has to beat Bobby Flay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, it's like an iron chef or something. Yeah. Like, Alton Brown is like the uh, uh, one of the trees that throws apples at him. Yeah, I'm starting to think this is more Rocky and less um, (laughs) Wizard of Oz. Now that we're talking about it being a cooking competition at the end. If he fries, he fries. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to one of the one of the kids' stories because we could get lost. No, I gotta be mad about this for a while longer. But, I mean, we've kind of covered it other than, like, I'd say, like, the mutines or the, the comic book ones. The the mystery one, unless we're going to sit here and somehow very quickly come up with an entire mystery, I think it suffices that, like, something was stolen and they have to figure out who did it. Cool. Yeah, like, uh, let's let's go through, like, let's at least get, like, the the story beats or, like, maybe, like, the, okay. the characters of the mutines and the, everything. So... So instead of Wolverine, it's um, uh, <laughs> what mutines are is this character interacting with that they can learn from? Let's just stick with like the original five X Men. We don't need the whole X universe because, like, in more recent years, it's a bit branched out into 
like they've really kind of embraced the idea of there's so many characters that it's kind of just like a an x-men universe type thing let's just stick with like treat this like it's the original like the 1950s or whatever 60s when the first x-men comics were coming out and it was just the x-men and then some various side characters so so the originals were um cyclops jean gray iceman beast and angel okay instead of cyclops um it is um the all-seeing eye the all-seeing eye i think that's good like he has like a third eye or something Mm -hmm. that shoots laser beams and wolverine you said wolverine was one of the originals oh he wasn't it was uh i mean we can have a wolverine stand-in if we want uh but it was cyclops Jean gray who at that point was called marvel girl um so i mean i throw out wonder comics as the name of the brand since we're doing a not marvel wonder girl wonder girl wonder girl who's whole thing is psychic um like telepathy mm-hmm. uh ice man what if he's actually like a he could be a fire guy or maybe he's like a, a mud man what about mm-hmm. mud man he's he just makes mud mud man yeah. i'm fine with that mud man mud sounds man. fun and angel uh what if it was just called demon <laughs> and it's a demon well what was um what was some of the demons that you rattled off for me earlier there's just a abyssal chicken. Abyssal chicken. There's, they have like a. What if it's kind of the Scooby Gang, except they're instead of Scooby, they have an abyssal chicken, um, and they drive around in the mutine machine. Um. <laughs> no, maybe they'll like angel, like a demon or whatever. He can just be like devil, and but the the abyssal chicken carries him around, so it's like he can still fly okay. and stuff. And I think that's enough. <laughs> um, yeah. And they are going against. Do we want to do Doctor Doctor Gravity or something like that, or the like? Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, it's like Doctor Doom and Magneto, basically. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, let's just we don't need to make it yeah. more complicated than. So, so, so what is Doctor Gravity done? Is he just like doing like a like a a bank heist or or like? So she needs to get to the end of the story. Yeah, I think it's. I think honestly, because especially with X Men, a lot of what the draw was for people was the drama, like the interpersonal dramas. So I think Doctor Gravity's thing can just be a simple bank robbery, but like somebody gets hurt. Maybe there's like we just this is really just kind of like a really CW teen drama. Like somebody gets hurt and maybe they're gonna die, and then uh, two of the people have a misunderstanding and now they're mad at each other, and it's like. Okay, but if you just quit before the end, this is how it's going to be forever, and you have to get to the end of the story where everybody makes up, and this person's okay, and that's where like yeah. the emotional catharsis comes in. What do we think some of the interpersonal relationships are? Do you think it's it is like Wonder Gal and Oh, we didn't say Beast. We didn't come up with Beast. Um, um the thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Were Bear. Super Bear. Super Bear. <laughs> Super Bear. There we go. <laughs> You know, All Seeing Eye and Mud Man are definitely a couple. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think Super Bear is like the leader, um, but him and Wonder Gal like go head to head all the time. And then, absolutely, uh, Devil is kind of like the um, maybe just like keeps more to themselves. Uh-huh. Um, hey, can we just go ahead and pitch a Mutines movie? <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah. Okay, so I think that that's good. I think that probably Mud Man gets or no we'll say all seeing eye gets hurt in the fight and i think at some point they have to go like get something to save him so that there's at least some more action that needs to be done 
and then what? Super Bear and Wonder Girl can be fighting over like you made a bad call on that fight. Oh, you would have made a better call. And like that's where the interpersonal. What's the power that the daughter has who is in this book? Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's make her kind of. I don't know. Like she could have the. I mean, she could have like light re- reality warping powers or like slow mo like stuff like she could have super speed i mean that wouldn't be that'd be pretty good all right we'll give her super speed yeah okay yeah and then she is able maybe like at the end maybe like they all fall and then she does the superman thing where she runs around the comic book world and like backs up time or something backwards yeah i don't know like just something can't be like that or something and like she saves the day see if this were a different property i would say that she runs and we see the pages go back but because it's the page master and we're in the universe it's not like a meta thing like that she can't run like back and do that it's sort of meta in like the fact that she never finishes anything so she goes back and like so she can correct the mistakes or they can finish and like it can be the ending that she wants yeah that's a good point although that kind of defeats in the purpose of the lesson if she can make it the ending she wants like yeah yeah I think she just needs to get to the ending. Well, I think facing her fear of like, oh, like, yeah, this is why I never wanted to finish anything because everyone like everyone's gone or is dead or the heroes get defeated. Right. Or something like that. Like, Right. But I mean, there's a life lesson in there, too, of like, you don't always get the ending you want sometimes. But like, that's the ending sometimes. Yeah. I guess we... the lesson being taken away is like, you can always make the ending you want while kind of back to the future three of like, you know, make uh, the futures, whatever you make it. So make it a good one. It seems for like a child's lesson of, Oh yeah, no, don't worry. There's never going to be a bad ending. If you don't want there to be seems off. We could change the lesson that she's learning is like the classic, like, Oh, it's not about the ending. Maybe she's always just afraid of endings and like what, it, what the outcomes are going to be. So she, mm-hmm. she's super nervous um so it's not about the journey or it's not about the end where you're going it's about the journey getting there like that's just another thing if we wanted to Mm kind of change the lesson but but i don't know like we could also there's also a thing where like oh maybe like she uses her super speed to get to the ending or something like that like that's kind of what i was thinking especially with super speed as the power it, it reflects on like the main plot of like they gave her the one power that will make things end faster yeah basically oh yeah okay that's good that would play against a fear of endings because she has the one power that will empirically get her there faster yeah okay i like that and then she punches dr doom or Do- sorry dr gravity in the nuts and then like walks out the door <laughs> i mean okay here's a question for you yes is the page master the supervillain in this? I mean, he's playing a role, obviously. What if he was always the person that they're going up against? So he is Guy Fieri. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea that he's in each of the stories. Like, he's Moriarty, he's Dr. Gravity, and I don't know if it's Guy Fieri, but I mean, he's yeah. somehow part of the, the plot in the cookbook one as well. Got it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So let's move on to the mystery cool. and do it very fast teaming up with like nancy drew uh what are the slant is it a slant like oh it's uh yeah i mean it, it'd have to be just because those i don't think those are in the public domain yeah tracy uh um tracy whiz tracy whiz i like it tracy whiz um the the soft boys <laughs> uh the soft boy the soft boys now the it's like the Baker Brothers or something like that. The Baker Brothers. Okay. 
and then the um the railway kids the railway kids yeah sure so they're all they're all teaming up to solve a mystery of the greatest uh, uh madman ever uh professor oh moriarty's sherlock holmes is public domain i'm pretty oh, sure Oh, so it's sherlock holmes and so moriarty is the uh, yeah i think we can although at that point it would be weird to have all these knockoffs and then just actual sherlock holmes it kind of shows our hand of like oh like we're making this movie and doing all these slants we can still do moriarty i think like moriarty is like yeah, common enough. i'm fine yeah, with that whatever so what do we think like the mystery is it's like this guy is moriarty has this plan to do what i think it's probably just so something has been stolen uh and they have to find it but they have to like you know investigate and talk to people and ask questions because i mean the other options are like murder yeah. or something like that and i feel like for a kid's movie we might want to stick to um, just like a, a priceless gem was stolen or a bunch of gems were stolen or something like that. Yeah. What? How can we play into the son being very gullible and like in this universe and like how he learns his lesson of just like, oh, like asking questions. Like initially, does he think it's like, oh, like he just believes anything he says? Like, yeah, I think that's I think just anything that he's told, he basically is like, oh, OK. And maybe... Maybe he gets scammed by Moriarty at the very beginning of like the adventure or something, and like mm. he convinces, maybe he convinces him to steal whatever, like the jewel or something. Just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's my that's my priceless jewel over there. Can you go get it for me, or something like that? Or yeah, that's really yeah. fun. And then like he gets in trouble with the police, and then Tracy Wiz and uh, the railway kids uh, help him out of jail and help him solve his mystery because they are. This sounds like the weirdest, like, open mic lineup. Tracy Wiz, the Baker Boys, and the Railway Kids. Yeah, and then, like, they investigate, like, maybe Moriarty is, like, a, um, someone who is part of the, um, high society or something, so they have to, like, investigate his, like, company or something like that, and then, like, mm-hmm. he learns to ask questions. Let's, let's stick with just... It's just Tracy Wiz and maybe the Baker Boys are helping. Because I feel like, I mean, there's four boxcar children, two Baker Boys, and Nancy Drew. That's like eight people. That's seven people. But like, so we uh, can reference. Let's trash the let's trash the boxcar children. That's what I was thinking. I, like, maybe they, they come by, they're, they, they cross paths with them while they're solving a different mystery. Like, to, to mm-hmm. kind of show the open world and all the other mystery teams but i feel like we need to like keep it down until at least like at least nancy drew or sorry tracy Wiz, and then from there we can yeah. have the baker boys if you want they can come and go maybe but yeah maybe like they go to their house and like they they talk to them or something mm-hmm. like or like maybe they're part of the end game plot where they're like on the radio or something sure um but yeah um ultimately they they bust moriarty yeah. and um they uh he uh moriarty's at the police station getting arrested and uh the son walks out of the door maybe the um the son gets kidnapped by moriarty near the end and he's like tracy wiz is gonna be there but he has to stall him so he stalls him by just asking questions nonstop. that's fun i like that and it's just like gets super annoying yeah that's he's just distracting him it's like what, what what are these what are these ropes made out of yeah what do you want to be when you grow up what's the right tip have you called a plumber to your home lately? How superstitious are you? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? Would you display this as a trophy? Do you have a pet? 
Do you have a sweet tooth? Do you believe in the power of a curse? Have you had your hearing tested lately? I think that would be really fun. And then that's also a useful, like he gets use out of asking questions as opposed to just watching people ask questions and going, oh, well, yeah, that's useful. Like he actually contributes sure. to the plot and, and his own arc by doing the thing. Yeah, I'm good with that. Cool. cool. And then they exit their books, their respected books, and return to the library, <laughs> say, fuck you, page master, and like leave. No, I'm joking. But uh, do you think they like check out their respective books? Or I think she checks like out. The daughter checks out more of the um, mutines, yeah, trades, if you will, since that's the technical term. They sign up for like their first library card, yeah, or something like that. She checks out the mutines, and the librarian's like, "Oh, the Chris Claremont runs the best." <laughs> yeah, and I think the son checks out like some mysteries. He's got a yeah. bunch of Tracy Wiz novels, and the dad says, "Fuck and cooking," and they go to McDonald's. Fuck. Yeah, I think he I think he checks out the like a Julia Child book or something. Like yeah, that. maybe even a Guy Fieri book. He checks out the Julia Child's book and they go home and then we see like a scene of him cooking or whatever. And they're reading the kids are reading. But as like he's stirring a pot and then he stops and he just straightens a picture of Guy Fieri that's hanging over the stove now. Yeah, <laughs> he's also got frosted tips. <laughs> Guy Fieri becomes the Jesus figure. Yeah, he's frosted tips. He starts wearing flames. He, he buys donkey sauce by the gallons. Industrial, um, like, containers of donkey sauce. And then, uh, and then credits. Yeah. It, it, it starts zooming in on, like, just a big, big vat of donkey sauce and then credits. No. I, I, I find with the, the Guy Fieri picture hanging, I feel like an industrial-sized vat of donkey sauce <laughs> might be too far. Did we do it? I think we did it. I think that's pretty. I I like that. We kind of made three mini movies in in one. Well, if we did it, then that's credits on another episode of the Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. The people can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are found, including at the bottom of your sock drawer as always you can get in contact with us on facebook and twitter at the equalizers our email is equalizers at gmail.com we have an instagram it is the underscore equalizers i want to thank uh our friends daniel na and kylie neal for absolutely nothing daniel currently hosts the audio morphs podcast you can find all of his work on the Next time, the hills are alive with the sound of older and fouler things than orcs as we get to the Fellowship of the Sound of Music. So, for the Equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. The hills are alive with the eye of Mordor. To be continued. <laughs>